Hello, friends. Do you ever give some thought to what being free truly means? What does it mean to be free? I think sometimes we have misconceptions about freedom. And our psalm today is going to touch on that very briefly, one or two verses. But we continue on our way through Psalm 191. And today we're going to turn to that passage in a few moments. But before we do, welcome. It's daily prayers. Welcome to daily prayers today. I'm Pastor Randall Friesen, and it's good to be with you again today as we finish off finish off February, February strong, except for my speech. <laughs> Laura Lee and I took a couple days off and we went away for a few days and had some fun up in the city. You know how we do that. We go and we get a affordable hotel downtown and we hit coffee shops and we hit bookstores and the mall and all those sorts of things that that we enjoy doing, uh, reading, doing books, doing some writing, etc., etc. So we had a great little break, a winter break for us, and it was a good time, but it's good to be back home. The work piles up, and today I have uh, meetings all day, and so here we will, here we sit in the office in the Fortress of Solitude. This day in history, did you know that today, it was actually today in 1983, the final television show of MASH, that two-hour special they made, was aired on CBS, I believe it was. And it had a record 125 million viewers. I think that was the, the highest ever to that date. 125 million people watched that last episode of, of MASH. And funnily enough, oddly enough, I remember where I was when it was on when we watched it. And I was in Abbotsford, British Columbia on this day in 1983. We were on tour and we were singing in that area, a number of different places. Uh, by we, I meant the college I was a part of and our choral group. We were in, in uh, Abbotsford and it was gorgeous there. Let me tell you, it was a beautiful. I remember that. It was a lovely place to be. Uh, especially at the end of February. In 2009, this was the day in which Paul Harvey died. And that's the rest of that story. <laughs> I hope you get the little joke there. Sadly, though, it was on this day in 1944 that Nazi soldiers arrested Corrie Ten Boom and her family in Harlem for harboring Jews. Now, her father and her sister would die in the concentration camps. She was in concentration camps for quite a while herself. But due to a clerical error, she was released. She, she was released. This was, this was something that was miraculous. She was released, and she went on then to become a speaker. She wrote a book called The Hiding Place. I think it was the Billy Graham Association turned that into a movie, a film. And I remember seeing that movie when I was a kid in Saskatoon. That movie was playing in Saskatoon, and, and I had a chance to see it then. And I remember it made such a mark because, because the, the events surrounding that were so horrific and so far away from where I lived. And I live. They're still so far away from where I live and the life I lead today. But God is still doing what God does. He still is, he's still active in this world. Certainly as we give him room in our lives, he's active there. And he's busy there too. So today we're going to, uh, 
We're going to carry on in our study of uh, Psalm 119. Psalm 119. This is that long psalm, you remember, and so much of it references uh, the Word of God and how we interact with the Word of God and how we uh, move through the Word of God through our through our coming and our going. And today is no no different. Today we're going to learn something about freedom. Let me read it for us today. Psalm 119, verse 41 to 48. It reads like this. Lord, give me your unfailing love, the salvation that you promised me. Then I can answer those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. Do not snatch your word of truth from me, for your regulations are my only hope. I will keep on obeying your instructions forever and ever. I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. I will speak to kings about your laws, and I will not be ashamed. How I delight in your commands, how I love them. I honor and love your commands. I meditate on your decrees. The word of the Lord for us today, friends. Here it is. He's just honing in again on God's word, on God's commands, on the instruction, on the law, on the studying it, on reading it and loving it and enjoying it. The writer of this psalm is is reminding us and showing us and modeling us again the incredible value of the word of God, the law, what he had in that day, the law, uh, some of the poetry, the history. He loves it because it tells the story of the goodness of God and the glory and the faithfulness of God through all generations. And today, this is something that we can esteem. This is something we can do. And like he says, I'll speak to kings about your laws and I'll not be ashamed. I can speak to people about what God says in his word and I'll not be ashamed. Many of us today, many Christians in the world today are a bit ashamed. And when people of authority ask them, well, what do you think of such and such? And, and we tell them what the word of God says. Well, <laughs> you don't really know, you don't understand, and you don't get it. They would say to us uh, over and over, your mind is so small and your mind is so narrow. But for instance, when we read that James tells us that there are wars and, and fighting and arguments because men, don't, men want something that they don't have. Well, we can stand up today and say that to anybody who will listen. There's wars in this world because people don't have something that they want to have. And they go after it and they get it. And they do whatever they need to do to get it. That's just an example. There's all sorts of things, instructions in the scripture that gives us insight into the human heart motivations of the human heart and the spirit. And if we esteem the word of God, if we take it in and we read it and we hold it fast, it will become for us a strong, a stalwart, a a fort, a place of faith and safety and clarity and understanding and insight. Verse 47 and 48, how I delight in your commands, how I love them. I honor and love your commands. I meditate on your decrees. Friends, if this is not your testimony, if this is not what you have to say, you can actually ask God to help you esteem his word, to love his word, to to hold on to it, to run back to it day by day by day. You can ask God to give you that love and that passion for it. And he will. And he will give it to you. And he will bless you with that clarity and the passion of a love for the word of God. 
that's my story. That's my testimony. And I bear witness that he does. This book has become my favorite book. And I go back to it again and again, and I find life there so that I can share the, the testimony of the psalmist. I love this. I prize this. I value this. This gives me insight and wisdom. And about freedom, this is interesting. Freedom in verse 45. Freedom is often seen as, as something that I have absolutely room to do whatever I want, however I want to do it. We may think we have freedom, but we don't always have the freedom. I can't, I can't go speeding without consequences. I can't rob a bank and take lots of money without there being consequences and then me losing my freedom. I can't do those sorts of things. But freedom is sometimes one of those things that's held up as, as, a, as a righteous or a, an honorable end for, for mankind. Certainly, it is a gift to us to, to know and, and love freedom. But watch what happens here when we read of freedom in the context of somebody who follows God. Verse 45, I will walk in freedom. So it's his testimony. I will walk in freedom. Freedom is it. I will walk in freedom. For I have devoted myself to your commandments. Which, that's it. Which seems quite the opposite from freedom. Oh, are you free? Can you make up your own mind? Can you do what you want? And then the writer here says, I walk in freedom because I have devoted myself to your commandments. Freedom comes from the commandments of God, the word of God. The insight into understanding freedom comes from that place of understanding God and his word and being in his word, which seems counterproductive to us. It seems like that's not supposed to work. No, if we're going to read this book and we're going to make it our our heart's desire to follow after it, follow after the God who gave it to us. That's not freedom. Actually, yeah, it is. Apparently it is. The psalmist knew that. And for those people who are engaged in the word of God today, you know that as well. You see that. In our world, this freedom doesn't resonate. Freedom because I have to do what the book says? No. Freedom because we love the book. We love the words of God himself. God speaks to us and we love his words. And in the, his words, there's freedom, there's life, there's a hope and a promise. The world looks at followers of Jesus. They're not really free. They live their life by the rules of a book. No, no. We live our lives by this love story that God has given, written to us, given us ways how to live, shown us how to walk in freedom and, and life and joy. Freedom for us means many things, but in God's eyes, freedom is a different animal. The one devoted to God's word truly is free. The one who's devoted to the word of God truly is free. Are you that person? Are you that person today? I want to pray for us now that we might be that person and know that freedom. Let's pray together. Heavenly, Holy Father, there is freedom in knowing you, walking with you, knowing your word, being devoted to your word. There is great freedom there. And I pray that you would open our eyes to see this kind of freedom, what it means for us to be truly free in our hearts while all that goes around, all that goes on in the world all around us is, seems to be these days such a struggle for freedom when you offer us freedom and the freedom comes in knowing you and walking with you and knowing your word and being in your word. Father, this morning for all my friends, 
for all of us, would you release a fresh wave of insight, understanding about what true freedom is in Christ, that we might be free at last, slaves to you and free at last, uh, to walk in and to live out your word day by day by day, because there is freedom for us there. Pray for each of us today that you would show us, give us insight, teach us these things, Father, by your Spirit. Because you love us. Because you love us. We love you back. We love you too. Now let your blessing be upon us this day, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, Christ has set you free. So walk in your freedom. Live in your freedom. Live in your word. I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. And if you don't feel like you love it and you esteem the book enough, the Word of God, ask him to help you, to give you a love for his Word. And he will. Ask him and then watch for it to start to come and grow in you. He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you because he loves you. He loves you and he wants to connect with you heart to heart. And he wants to be present in your life. So... Give him some room today to do that. Walk in the freedom that Christ has given to you. Take care now. Be safe today as you come and go. Be careful out there. And may God be close. And may you know the freedom that Christ offers you. Lord willing, we'll see you again tomorrow for some more daily prayers. But for now, bye-bye.